0: I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at macyscom own your style.
1: The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. While not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful rash that can last for weeks. Wake up because shingles could wake up in you. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention.
0: So, Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island, it's great for surfing. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
1: You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global.
0: it's interesting i've been on instagram for years and twitter and i've never had people talk about jesus on instagram and twitter and i find it inter- i find it interesting that on tiktok in the comments there's almost always um, like a sermon like someone says like jesus died for our sins and you know like preaching like evangel like evangelism evangel is that a word evangelism on tiktok and i find that to be such an interesting platform i mean you see on the highway um have you seen have you have you found jesus and then they put a phone number up you know like i have you know i wonder if people calling like i I just found jesus but it's because they want to help you find jesus But it's interesting that it's coming through a billboard and TikTok. I just wouldn't think, I would think that maybe Facebook or Instagram, because they're sort of not as superficial in like TJ Maxx Hall, off Saks Fifth Avenue Hall, Hermes Hall, about a $20 million handbag, even though there's a war going on. Like TikTok can be superficial, really superficial. Like, let me talk about Bronza for 10 minutes. Like, it's just really, so it's just funny that on TikTok, on every post there's always one person and I don't even think it's the same person just really preaching about Jesus and I'm like okay and it just comes in the middle of like Bryn and I doing a a TikTok which is we're playing two criminals who rob banks in town in the town like we're doing the voice like we're gonna come we're gonna ask you to do something we're gonna go hurt some people but you can never ask me again and she's like, whose cow are we going to take? Like, and then someone's like, you know, Jesus has been found and he's, and I'm like, okay. It just feels like a, an unusual place for me to be um, finding religion within the parameters of TikTok. So I want to know if any of you have had people talk about different religions. It could be Kabbalah or born again Christians or Jews for Jesus or Hare, um, Hare Krishna or whatever it is, but... If they're coming through on TikTok, I just wonder what the, I'd like to know what the response rate is. Like how many people change their religious feelings based on somebody's TikTok comment? I actually like to know. Like, is it a good tool? Is it a good free tool for, you know, finding God and Jesus? So I'm curious. My guest today is former NFL player and TV personality, Colton Underwood, So Colton played as a defensive end for the Eagles, Chargers, and Raiders and then went on to appear on The Bachelorette and then as the star of The Bachelor. He has had so many explosive moments in his life and career and in 2021, Colton came out as gay and began filming his new Netflix show, Coming Out Colton. He is an amazing philanthropist and his story is fascinating. Enjoy. Hello.
2: Hi, Bethany. How are you?
0: I'm great. Nice to meet you.
2: Nice to meet you, too. Where are you? I am in Los Angeles right now.
0: Is that where your home is now? Yes. Um, and you grew up in, did you grow up in Illinois or Indiana? I think I'm mixing my eyes.
2: Uh, I was born in Indiana, grew up in Illinois.
0: Oh, you did. So I got, okay, I got my eyes yep. right. Yep. Um, okay. And are your parents still there? Like in the same house that you grew up in?
2: No. So my parents are in Colorado now, but the rest of my family is still in my uh, hometown in Illinois.
0: And do you feel like you're a small town guy?
2: Definitely. I mean, I think growing up pretty much surrounded by cornfields, uh, really, I would consider myself a Midwestern small town guy for sure.
0: And were you like a star athlete in high school?
2: Um, yeah. I mean, for the most part, our town was like your typical Friday Night Lights where it just shut down and, you know, cl- like uh, the shops closed at five so everybody can make it to the game and support. And it was, it was cute and fun.
0: Wow. Did you have, were you assigned a girl the way that they are on Friday Night Lights that would be cookies for you on the day of the game and be sort of your assigned cheerleader?
2: Yeah, so our cheerleader would actually design our footballs, and um, every week it would sort of rotate and change, and they would design them and slap them on the halls in the in in high school.
0: So that really is accurate. I mean, I live for that show, but that really is accurate. The portrayal. Of oh, it.
2: it's totally, it's totally true. And I mean, growing up, I was like the typical football captain dating the cheerleading captain, so it was like you know, truly a Friday Night Lights feel.
0: Wow. Okay. So, um, you have a lot that you're involved in like a lot to identify with from charities that you work on to n- the Netflix show to a new show but I'm sure you're always typecast as the bachelor that world that's the biggest thing like me I'm always going to be a housewife no matter what I, I, I could run for president yeah. but I'd still be the housewife so what is your goal what is your brand how do you identify yourself in in business or entertainment this whole world of uh sort of media, I guess.
2: Well, if you would have asked me that question a little over a year ago, I wouldn't have really had an answer. But I think now since coming out, I'm way more creative than I've ever been. Um, Just the creativity that I have in the entertainment industry, just as far as whether it's on camera or behind the camera and developing and creating new concepts, new shows, producing things um, is such an interest and passion and love of mine now. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, like, I love being on camera. I really enjoy the entertainment aspect of it and filming shows. But at the same time, now to protect my mental health um, and what I've been through the last two years, I've really dug into behind the camera and uh, creating a couple new shows, both scripted and unscripted, and then also working on a doc too and a children's animation show. So it's just wow. a, lot, a lot going on creatively, like, which has been so uh, so fun for me to work on.
0: Well, two things one, um, and I want who you mentioned since coming out? do you mean since actually coming out or since the show coming out? like meaning coming out as a gay man means you just feel like you're able to be more creative because you could have been creative before as a straight as a seemingly straight man or do you mean just, since the project.
2: i know. no, I mean, since I have like this relief, this inner peace, I don't have uh. to compartmentalize so much of my life where these people can't meet these people because I used to lie against each other because I was off doing something else that I didn't want them both to know of. Um, you know, you, you really realize how heavy it weighs. You, or I didn't realize how heavy it was weighing on me until after I came out of now all of a sudden having this freedom and this lightness of connecting people in my life that I don't like all my worlds got to come together and it was beautiful and I just sort of got to live this stress free and then it sort of spun the creativity and just let me be myself and express myself how I want to.
0: Was there anything positive about having compartmentalized lives? Was there anything interesting about being two different people, I guess?
2: Oh, I mean, interesting. Yes. The thrill of it was always fun and weirdly like but it wasn't healthy. Um, there, there was like a a weird thrill that I found in like sort of living a double life. But, um, at the end of the day, it also led to a huge toll on my mental health that, um, you know, was pretty well documented, but also I just struggled with
0: it. Like you were Superman. You had to be two different people. Um, so when did you realize that you were gay?
2: I realized that I was different probably by the age of six and then I couldn't really process being gay and what my, what I didn't process what it meant to be different until high school until like I, you know, started figuring out, Oh, this is my sexuality that I really am having an issue with here. Um, and then by that time, you know, I was playing football and, and grew up in a conservative house with religion, going to church every, you know, Friday and Sunday, um, so I didn't have room to explore that. It, that was like a no-no for me. It was a sin. It was not okay in our society. And I just couldn't, couldn't go there with myself. So I just really brought it inside and just made a pact that I couldn't be gay. And I wanted to do whatever I could to be straight.
0: But when you're young and you say different, what is different? What feels, what feels different? You just don't feel like you're quote-unquote masculine? Because that's changed now as, 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 as it relates to sexuality. So what, what is different
2: it was just a, it was just a feeling. I mean, and and that's what, you know, when like the bill that's, that's being passed in Florida right now, when people bring that up, you know, for kids to feel safe, to be able to explore that, I, I like, I understand what they're talking about. Like having that freedom of expression and to have that trust in a teacher, be able to ask questions when you're young. Cause I didn't have that, but I knew I was different, but I also could learn through social cues that like oh I can't I I can't explore this I can't be that way, it's it's hard to explain but the, it, at the end of the day I remember there's a, a strong feeling a strong urge for me just to, you know I was different than the other boys in the class. I was, you know, I wasn't attracted to the girls. And it wasn't in a weird cutie way. It was a cootie way. It was like a weird, eh, just, you, ah. know, you know, it wasn't the, it yeah. wasn't an attraction. But uh, that...
0: And society was making boy meets girl, princess, prince captures prince, princess. And so totally. all that was feeling weird. Totally. Interesting. That's really interesting. And I guess children's books are going to have to really change too. Um, and did you, through throughout high school and college and professional... What was it like in the locker room? Like, just because you could observe from a totally different perspective. So is there so much bro anti-gay? Did people somehow think that you weren't the same as them? What was that like?
2: Actually, the best way that I can explain a locker room, both in high school and in college, and, well, not not so much professionally, but in high school and in college, it's the most homoerotic and homophobic place that you can be a part of. So while there's like people literally slap each other's asses or make comments about dick sizes. There's also the, like, when you stare too long, it's, you know, being called a faggot or saying, oh, you know, like, making a gay joke like that and really turning it into, like, homophobia very quickly. So it was so confusing for me when Uh I'm sitting here like okay, wait, this is allowed, but like, this isn't, and you can do this, but as long as you don't do it too long, uh, and, then, and then I'm trying to makes fit sense. in, yeah, so then you're trying to fit in, but also like, you don't weirdly want to be called out, and it's just, uh, I will say this, the locker room is a messed up place for a, a gay man that is closeted to be in.
0: <laughs> that sounds like it, that's crazy, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, as a person who's been on reality television, and, um, you know, pretty good at it, and from a producing and a starring standpoint, I understand saving good content because you also are aware that you can't get that moment back and it's not going to be authentic and genuine and it, you may feel like you're uh, it's fraud to sort of redo something to, for an audience. Totally. And I'm sure there was a lot of that on The Bachelor because it's much more manufactured than the show that I was on. I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure. So um, waiting to tell your parents who grew up in a Christian... Friday Night Lights town that you were gay and now you're an adult and you were on a boat I, with your dad, right? Like, what the hell with that decision and what happened and what was that like? And were you having anxiety like you were about to propose? What was that whole soup about?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was extremely nerve-wracking. And, you know, I... I believed in my family. I did. I wouldn't have put them in a position. I don't I don't think in my heart of hearts I would have ever set them up for failure. And I knew that the mission and the goal behind filming and documenting this was so that kids that might see themselves in me wouldn't have to go through the same struggles and pain that I went through um, yep. at the end of the day. So that was ultimately the decision why I said yes to do the show. Um, and I knew you can't recreate a coming out. You can't. Right.
0: You right. cannot
2: No, my, my dad's not an actor. I'm not an actor. My dad's right. not an actor. I, we can't put this show on if totally. it isn't real and genuine and raw. And that is exactly what this was. And I, I can't say enough good things about the production company that I worked with. I mean, coming from the show, I did, um, you know, they really put a human element first, um, realizing like, hey, this is m- my life and my family's, you know, here and vulnerable with me. So like, please just respect and the cameras were really backed up for that scene with my dad. They were not in our in our grill. Right. I don't even think they, obviously we were mic'd up and he didn't know what the conversation was going to be, but the cameras weren't in our face. They respected sort of the distance and privacy and left it to an intimate moment between the two of us. And I mean, it, it was well documented on the show, but my family's been amazing.
0: That's amazing. That's, and I understand what you're saying. You chose the journey for all these other people who are in pain from six years old to adults, to married men, I'm you know, to, to to have that be meaningful. It's true. That makes sense. That makes, that makes a lot of sense to me. And what about your siblings? And did your parents say that they sort of knew? We sort of knew. We always sort of knew, they always say, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, my grandma was more the one that, and she didn't make it in the final cut of the show, but my grandma was like, I, I've known for a long time. I've just been waiting. And same with my best friend, Cassidy. She's like, I've just been waiting. And, you know, I... uh I wish that I would have trusted people a little bit earlier on in, in my life and um, given them an opportunity to really be there for me and support me like they were in this show. But everybody has their own path to coming out. There is no right or wrong time. It's a defense mechanism, to be very honest with you, just as far as for me, I just it was a survival like I had to survive and I, I did not feel like I would survive in a fo- in the football culture by coming out.
0: Yeah, you felt like you were a dog and you weren't going to be a cat or a cat and you couldn't be a dog. Like, it's what you were. That's interesting. What about your teammates? Did they? Did any of them ever have full circle moments remembering things they would said to you or like, and call you and say, oh my God, I'm sorry, we suck or whatever. Yeah. Or I understand.
2: It was interesting. I, I had a handful of both players and coaches reach out to me and apologize and uh, support. And I was never looking for an apology, but also, mm-hmm. you know, a handful of them saying like, how can I do better? How can we make this more accepting. And then I also had a handful of players call and confide in me and come out. And, and literally. Literally, they're struggling wow. and going through it right now. And uh, sadly, a couple of them have families like and they just don't know what to do. And that would have been me. And huh. I think that's like such an – like for me, I can take that perspective because I would have done anything in the world at that time in my life to be straight. I was trying so hard to get engaged. I was trying so hard to get a wife and to have kids because – I always truly believed in my heart of hearts. The further along I got in a straight relationship, the straighter I would become. And obviously that's not the case. And I would not want anything more in my life than to not be gay right now. Like I would, I, I love being gay. It's the best thing that's happened to me and the freedom, but you realize all of these people that are, are not living their authentic life and they're miserable in some aspect of their life.
0: Well, can you so you're, what if you're gay and you have a great wife and great kids? Like, how do we know if it's worth, because, because sex is not the most important part in a relationship. So if someone, you know, I could see how someone has all these different elements. Maybe they're successful. Maybe they have a beautiful, amazing wife who's their best friend and kids and, and this family. And is it always worth the sacrifice for everyone? If it's to be who they really are sexually, but then they have this family. Like, I wonder if some people are just weighing all the puzzle pieces. You don't yet have kids in a family. Like, I wonder if you had had a great wife who was a great person and kids, you know what I mean? So I wonder about that. I'm asking you kind of about that part of it.
2: You know, it's it's tough because I, I believe that sexuality is on, on a spectrum and on a scale. You know, I still identify as a gay man, but there's a percentage of what I am attracted to that I can, I'm still attracted to females. Like, but that, that isn't my preference and I would not identify as straight. And I know that might be confusing to audience in in our society today of like, how can you be both? Or how can you like both? But I still am a gay man. Um, it just is, I have this, the spectrum. Uh, I would say to married and having a family, it just depends on what you want out of your life. Like if you are just like, if you're happy and content and you love your wife and you love your family, you love the life that you built, then go for it. I mean, I think we all have temptations of, you know, uh, fantasies uh, and sex and whatever that looks like. I just, as long as you have these healthy conversations with your significant other, I think that it can, you can work through it. But as soon as you start living the double life, it's a slippery slope.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. I think that's, I think that's interesting though, because I think there are, you know, people who are in heterosexual marriages who also have fantasies about different things too. So I just wanted to ask that question because you have been in many relationships with women and were they, did they feel wrong or did they feel good? Maybe, in other words, you could be in a relationship with a man and it might not be right. It might not have been wrong just because they were a woman. It might've been wrong just because of who they were. Did you have successful relationships with women that were sexually successful also that were good? They just weren't like, really, truly authentically you?
2: Yeah, there was always, looking back at it now, there was always a moment before I really committed to any um, of my previous relationships with women, uh, it was always like a hitch. There was always that, oh, this doesn't feel right, but I, I have to do this. Like, that. you know, I'm, I got to get over this like little hitch and I could never explain what that was. Um, and I was in love with, I've been in love with women and I have, you know, had sexual experiences with women and been completely satisfied as well. Um, But it's, it was a matter of like, really, truly, what do I want out of my life? Why, you know, why, why am I miserable internally? And why am I struggling deep down? Like when, you know, a relationship ended and, you know, why do I feel like this was meant to be when clearly I'm struggling with who I am? So it was confusing. It was a confusing time.
0: And also... I wonder would Freud would have a field day about you going into a show where you're supposed to be the most masculine person ever that is choosing a woman and giving her a rose. Like it's all those fairy tales that you were confused about as a kid. So um, was it because you liked, you wanted to find the woman? Was it also you liked the idea, I mean, who doesn't want to be on television as The Bachelor? Like that sounds great. And as you were on The Bachelorette too. So tell me about that whole decision journey journey did you feel like a bit of a fraud you know what did that all feel like
2: oh I mean I definitely felt like a fraud but I also felt like that was my attempt to convert myself that was my attempt to become straight uh and I was doing it in such a fun way like it was it it was a little you know obviously looking back now it was it was messed up on how I handled certain things but the way the whole process and the way It shook out. You know, I have people saying, what a waste of a season, right? And you dated 30 women. You wasted our time. You fraud. And then I'm sitting here like, well, I don't – I truly don't believe I would have came out if it wasn't for the show because at the end of the day, if I wasn't a show – if I didn't have the show, I didn't become a public figure. And if I wasn't a public figure, I wasn't getting blackmailed. And then if I wasn't getting blackmailed, you wouldn't have forced my hand to have to come out and I wouldn't have had this mental spiral that like really truly – had a waking you know I got you know pretty much woke up and just said hey you have like you have to stop doing this to your life so right in a really roundabout weird way without the show I don't think I would have ever came up.
0: and the girls were enraged about the wasting of the season for them
2: no honestly the majority of the girls reached out to me and and you know were not only thankful but supportive to to be part of the process obviously they wish they probably wish they would have had somebody who was a little more suitable for for them on the show but they they were great and i mean look let's be honest you know those girls came on the show to have a good time too and travel a little bit of course be on the show so you know you could
0: go on match.com you don't have to go on the batch so we're all in this for a little bit of sizzle yeah I, i agree i get that too do you mind being sort of a poster child for that world of the Bachelor and Bachelorette. You're trying to do other things and produce other shows. Would you go back in any capacity? You're doing and you're doing another show, Beyond the Edge. Yeah, you, Beyond you have the another
2: Edge. Another show. Yes. You, and what is that? Well, Beyond the uh, Beyond the Edge. It, what I I've done a lot of shows, and coming out Colton was special, but. Beyond the Edge, I'm so proud of how it it turned out and so proud to be part of that cast just because the meaning behind the show of us all coming from different race, religions, backgrounds, financial situations, getting dumped in the jungle together. We all have different beliefs politically and different values and we work together. We love on one another. We come together to support each other as we raise money for our charities and it's so relevant in today's world, you know. I, had, I was at the party last night, the premiere party at CBS, um, one of the CBS execs said, you know, this is in the world's hands now, and are, for them to decide if they really want to root for a show that is unity and coming together versus mm-hmm. the decisiveness and in the, in the fighting and the bickering, this is not that type of show, this is not Survivor, this is not alliances, this is not pitting people against right. each other, this is about coming together, and that's what I think makes a show different and meaningful.
0: And right now in particular, we need that. Exactly. You know, so much garbage. Yeah. So you are you not are you not interested in The Bachelor anymore? Is that world still part of who you are? Like they have all these sort of recycled shows where you go back in and and or do they ask you to do these things or are you not interested in that anymore?
2: I mean, not from this not from the Bachelor production um, Uh, directly, but I was pitched gay bachelor right after I came out by a couple different networks and streaming services. And Ah. it just wasn't of interest of me. It wasn't, I've been there, done that. And I don't think it was the healthy thing for me to do. Um, so I am looking to do other things. I love the entertainment industry and I, I enjoy filming and doing making great TV. Um, so I'm, I'm looking to do other things. I'm very respectful and thankful for the bachelor franchise but at the end of the day business is business and they're on to their next one they're already thinking about the money that the next cast and the next people are going to make them and i'm doing my own thing so respectfully we're just going to win our separate ways and i you know i'm good with that
0: mother's day is may 12th and macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for mother's day bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me i have confidence that macy's gift finder will be a great guide for her something for everyone at every price point macy's gift finder has so many great gift ideas it's so easy to shop you can shop by price category or gift lists like for the mom who has everything gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and gifts for grandma Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day.
3: Snag job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
4: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic.
1: Imagine the feeling of pulsing electric shocks. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today.
0: What, tell me about your charities. You have two. One is, is it MS? Is it Muscular Dystrophy and Cystic Fibrosis?
2: My So my charity is Cystic Fibrosis that I'm playing okay. for. And the money that we're raising here is to go to a, another arm of the Legacy Foundation is what it's called. And it's to support mental health too. So um, I'm fighting for the fight against Cystic Fibrosis and then also mental health because CF, um, the CF medication has come so far um, along in the last few years that now one of the biggest side effects to cystic fibrosis is depression and anxiety. So we're raising awareness and money for cystic fibrosis and also mental health.
0: And do you think you'll do anything connected to, you know, being afraid to be out? Are you involved in in these kind of causes too? Because it's so on brand for you.
2: Yeah, I'm actually working on another project right now. It's the kids animation series that I'm, I'm working on to create meaningful conversations for kids um, called Pocket Friends. And one of the main characters is Calvin, a chameleon, and he blends in to his um, surroundings and struggles with his identity. And um, it's a, it's a Web3 and NFT project that I'm doing. And a lot of the proceeds go for, from Calvin. The proceeds go to the Trevor Project. So I'm raising money oh, great. For, for them. And then the other, ben- the other charities that I support in the kids' animation series is Black Girls Code, The Kind Campaign, um, body Positive Organization, and then also Learning Disabilities Association of America. So it's a really meaningful show and something I'm really excited for as like sort of the next step in my career.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Well, it's nice that you're doing philanthropy in a meaningful way so young. Yeah, that's really nice. Yep. Um. So are you in a relationship now? You are in a relationship, aren't you?
2: I'm. Yeah, I'm actually engaged. So uh, we put a lot of work into our relationship really early on, and he's an unbelievable guy who has supported and loved on me since the very beginning and i didn't know i was looking for this but as soon as i found it i did not want to let it go
0: the me why does the media know that you don't have a prenup i just saw i I read information on people and then i go through and i don't like there's a lot of stuff in here that i'm not bringing up because i don't I'm i'm not like the gotcha salacious person but the media knows that you don't have a prenup. Is that because you were interviewed about it and, and said you weren't getting one? That was a question. It's an interesting question.
2: Yeah. For you. Actually, from your world, Andy Cohen brought it up. Oh, Andy makes Cohen sense. wanted to know why we weren't signing a prenup. And you know, I just jokingly said, which one does he think is like the, the extremely spouse. wealthy one? Like we we were, yeah, I was like, we're in a relationship together. We discuss our finances. We have joint accounts. Like it's, there's no secrets here. So you know, like, we're, we're in a good place. We're, we're in our relationship. We're handling it the way we want to handle it.
0: Well, let me ask you, the reason he's saying that, because I've also been through a, a hell, and I am older than you, and I went through an t- almost 10-year divorce, is because I don't, it doesn't even necessarily, I think there should be custody um, prenups, too, because people only talk about the money. They don't talk about, okay, if we broke up, are you taking the kids 60% or 40%? You have to talk about things like that, because things do happen. But I think he's probably saying it in a sense of to protect both people, just so everything's ironed out. If you make a billion dollars, you know, in your TV production company, you become the Reese Witherspoon and God forbid it doesn't work out. You'll be giving half of that to uh, your fiance and vice versa. If he, I don't know. What does he do for a living?
2: Uh, he's a political strategist and advisor and consultant.
0: Got it. Okay, so I'm just saying, but is it because you don't believe in them because you think it's a poison injected in a relationship, which I also do think? I'm just curious because I have opinions... I don't love them. It's a legal document in a yeah. romantic relationship but I understand why there's a need for them and I am literally the number one person who got fucked by having a bad one. The num I mean literally I don't know anybody. Well can I can
2: I bring a new perspective to it for you? So sure. my perspective vote is if I make a billion dollars off yeah. of a new production company and doing what I do creatively in my opinion... He played a role in helping me get there because I'm living with the man. Uh, He is supporting me. He's cooking dinner at at times for me. He is taking care of me physically and mentally. Like, he's playing a role in my life right now to allow me to be creative and to, you know, connect and be able to go take work dinners and be able to work at nine o'clock at night and not, you know, hold anything against me. So, he's playing a role, in my opinion, not only in my personal life, but in my business life too. So, there's no why would I gate that off or divvy that out?
0: So you have a prenup. You just haven't written it down. You're fine. You, that, then you, ha, then you, could, you could have said to Andy, because I have a prenup, I am okay with whatever, if it doesn't work out, him getting half and, and vice versa. If he Okay, so you have a prenup. You have a prenup.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of how, I mean, I know most people, they'd be like, it's my money, don't touch it. And it's like, no, this is, I mean, we made a commitment to each other that we are going to join and link our lives. So this is part of the commitment is you know hey you're you're here to support me i'm here to support you and then you know we, i just don't even want to put that negativity out there i understand where people say is protecting and it's all this but in my heart of hearts it's like you're supporting me and and you're there for me right now in this moment of my life so i got you
0: and i understand that too about the negativity because i do think it's a poison poison injected into a relationship which is why i think in the future people will consider um and do consider, if you have kids, it's different. And I don't know if you plan on having kids. Do you?
2: I do. Yeah.
0: Okay. Nice. So if you have kids, it's different. But if you don't have kids or if each person already has kids, some people argue there's no need to get married and have a legal document about it. We'll just be like bound together yeah. for life. Because what's the difference? Are, and But you're going to get married and have a legal document.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. We're, I mean, legal document by getting married, yes. Like in our marriage. Right. Um, You know, one thing he told me that actually stuck out and stuck with me was he he had some friends who are no longer together anymore. But, you know, citing, you know, hey, like I kicked your ass in the prenup. It's like after they got married and it's like what like that's not that type of competitiveness and that type of mindset is not healthy in a relationship.
0: Yeah, it sometimes happens with people's parents. They are the ones with money. They've left the kids money that yep. is going to then make money, and they get worried, and that gets a poison injected. I understand why Andy asked it. I understand your answer. Yeah, I understand all of it. I just like it's a good it's a good topic, and it's good for people to know totally um to, to know because you never know what can happen um but I, right. I mean i don't mean that in a negative way at all i mean i'm happy for you and congratulations i just like the topic because it's you know a, we've seen yep. all sides of it um what about having what about two bachelorettes at the same time what are your thoughts on that
2: my thoughts on it are <laughs> very candidly uh they have to do something different with the show i mean the the ratings aren't what they used to be and they have to keep leveling up and you can only level up on the drama so much that now you have to raise the stakes and by raising the stakes you have to bring in another bachelorette in my opinion that's what they're doing here so who knows how it's going to shake out if it's going to change the format of the show it's going to definitely make it juicier and have more drama to it whatever however they're going to spin it but that's the nature of reality tv if you if you want to keep leveling up and keep your ratings up, you have to keep doing more extreme things. So that's my take on that. And I, yeah. at the same time, I hope they both get what they want out of this, both the girls. I think they, they seem great.
0: Yeah, and I, listen, when I was back on reality television, the, the things to do, the, the things that got ratings were just more nuanced in conversation. Later on, people were throwing prosthetic legs and flipping tables and ripping hair out. Like, you know, it gets to be a little... It, it gets to be a little much. You can't. Yeah. It's like the. It's like what is it? You have more of a thresh. You have more of a. What is it when you can take more? Uh, what is it called? When you keep drinking. Your your tolerance. Thank you. Right. Got you. The top. We all. We, we've seen. We've seen a, a, a weave get ripped out. We've yep. seen a table flip. Yep. We've seen a light. What? What do you, you have to kill somebody? You have to what kill next? somebody right. on television. Right. You have to kill somebody or we're not going to watch. It's not. Yeah. The the, the 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 and there's so many shows. Um. Do you feel like you? When you talk to your producing partners and your publicists, and your in your own mind, do you feel like you want to do a rinse? Like you're known as that. Your 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 legacy is The Bachelor. You're on The Bachelor. Yeah. You are the Bachelor that was gay that came out. If people don't know your name, they know that guy, that football player that was gay that came out. Yeah. Um, do you try to do the rinse because you want this? You have all these amazing projects, and you're you know because for me, uh, it's the rinse. I want to do the rinse. Yeah. I don't want to be yep. the housewife. Like I want the rinse. Are you working on the rinse? And is the rinse working?
2: <laughs> I am working on the rinse and I don't think the rinse is working because <laughs> anytime, anytime people, I mean, look, I, I am, the, the bachelor will always be on my resume and I'm happy to keep it there. Right. Um, I don't watch the show anymore. I, I feel like I have elevated as far as like my creativity, my process, what I want to bring to the entertainment world is no yeah, longer I, in the bachelor realm. Um, I get it.
0: but no so any time, you. Anytime think I talk you about, it, true, about it. you do watch and lying about it. True.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're lying. You're making up a lie. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and anytime I talk about it, it's a headline because I don't talk about it that often. So then, right. all of a sudden, when I do say Bachelor, everybody's on pins and needles to hear what I have to say.
0: Oh Because wow. I'm well, not. Sorry.
2: <laughs> I'm not in the. Pre- oh, you're fine. Um, it's it's part of doing the press the press tour. But anyway, I'm yeah. still serving that franchise because they're getting their impressions and their media and their links from yeah. from me talking about it. But um, look, it gave me it my start, right? Um, and I think. It doesn't get said because they like to play into their their bubble and their fairy tale. But at the end of the day, they made millions off of me. And I made what I made off of them. And exactly. I had the start of a career and they had a good product. They had a great season with me. So I sort of thank you for, for doing this I for agree. me. You can thank me for doing that for you. It's a business. And let me do my thing now. Stop. Like you you don't have to keep coming at me, claiming you built me and you made me, like, I'll always say that, you know? Right. Um, but I want to go do something different. Like, let me, let me go have a Netflix show. Let me go work with CBS. Let me go work with Fox. Like, I have other projects that I really want to get out there and do. Um, and I'm, I can, you know, say thank you for my start.
0: Yeah. Right. Likewise. I get, I couldn't, I couldn't get it more. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. It $7,250, my first season of Housewives. So... You know, and I mean,
2: yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, you make a fraction of what the network truly rakes in from those shows. And then you like look around and you're like, really? And you're and all of a sudden you're on to the next one. You're not even going to look in my direction anymore. So it was a wake up call. But that's what this industry is.
0: Mother's Day is May 12th and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop, but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day.
3: Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, Tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
1: The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. It's lying dormant, waiting, and it could reactivate at any time. And while not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful, blistering rash that can last for weeks think you're not at risk for shingles it's time to wake up because shingles could wake up in you if you're over 50 talk to your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention
0: Your rose and your thorn of your career.
2: My rose would be having the courage to go get talking
0: help. to me today. Well, talking
2: to you today. Um, but as a career, <laughs> <I'm> sorry, um, <laughs> no,
0: sorry. Asking,
2: I would say my rose is asking for help. I was at an all-time low in my in my life. I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know what to do. And I finally got help. And now having a therapist and going to therapy was the best thing in my life because it's allowed me. This piece, It's allowed me my sanity back and my creativity and so many things. So that would be my rose. And then... And thorn? My thorn would be probably just some of the things... My way of venting and my way of coming after, like, when I was trying to cleanse myself of The Bachelor. I think just having some aggressive thoughts and sort of not putting my thoughts together in a well-articulated way to attack the franchise... I would say I, I'm not proud of those moments while I could have handled things a lot better. Um, I just think uh, there was a lot of frustrations and, and pent up aggression that I took out on them in an in unfair way.
0: Like biting the hand that feeds you or just the way that not thinking before you speak?
2: It was, it was a mix of both of like not thinking before I speak, but also like, look, I, I should have said earlier on, like, thank you for giving me my start. But like, respectfully, I want to go in a different direction here. Like this is not, you know, in this business world, it's not healthy for me to stay in, in business with you. Um, I wish I would have had the maturity to to handle a lot of things in my life like that a little bit better.
0: And do you miss football?
2: I miss football a lot. And I I miss it, one, because obviously it's the only sport you can go hit another man and not have consequences, but also um, the community, the camaraderie, the melting pot of cultures that I got to experience as a kid from central Illinois, a farm town, who did not have a lot of diversity in his town, to go have a locker next to somebody who grew up in the hood and poor and did not know know, when his next meal was going to be on the table, to have that type of conversation, that type of camaraderie and brotherhood was something that is going to be with me forever. So I miss the culture. I miss the melting pot of locker rooms.
0: Wow. That's nice. And what about Brady going back? What do you think?
2: I had a feeling, you know, when his and when his retirement first got leaked and it didn't come from him and somebody else, I was like, oh, he's, he's not going to retire because he doesn't want to go out like this. He wants to be in control of his own destiny. So I always knew there was something a little fishy. Um... Look, that man's a legend, um, and he's he's undeniably the greatest. So I'm excited to see what he's got.
0: Yep, so interesting. Wow. Clear Eyes, Full Heart Can't Lose to bring back to the beginning of the <laughs> conversation. Well, wow, it was a wonderful conversation. It's so nice to have met you.
2: Well, it's so nice to meet you too. And um, I'm proud of your cleanse. You've done an amazing job. And obviously, you're a, oh, you're a mogul you. in so many different ways. And I respect and look up to you in that, in that way. And I'm going to try to take that and apply it towards my life and my cleanse too.
0: Yeah, stick to the cleanse because everything you say and do, and you'll want to be pulled back into certain things, even if they're not that you, you got to stick to the cleanse. You got to, it's just, it's It's a discipline. Honestly, that's not, why would I do that? Even if it makes me money, right. it's pulling me back to that. You, it is really a rinse. Yeah. And it's interesting because when I was talking about the Kim Kardashian comment about you better get off your ass and work and it, it made people upset, it, it brought their, it, it in one moment took the cleanse away and they went back, oh wait, how did she get started? Because uh, little things that you do or say- yeah unclean the cleanse so that's just my advice to you
2: well i think i saw on andy cohen too you um you made a big donation to ukraine did you not
0: i've raised we've yes made i've made a big donation but also we've raised it will end up being probably like a 120 million dollar effort now we've raised like a million dollars a day but we're sending uh it's already 50 million dollars in aid so it's becoming an astronomical effort at this time it's really big so it's good
2: well I want to give you a rose for that and say thank you on behalf of a lot of Americans and the world in general. So thank you for your support. Thank you. And that is incredible. I appreciate it.
0: Thank so. you so much. All right. Well have a wonderful day and congratulations on your engagement.
2: Thank you so much.
0: God, Colton is so, so nice and sweet and cute and charming and fun and driven at a young age. What a crazy story. Um, and I just love hearing about him finding his truth. And I also think it's interesting. He said so many other people are struggling with finding their truth. But I thought that was a really interesting conversation. Uh, God, I never, ever, ever stop loving the variety of people and conversations that I have here. I learned something. I learned so many things every day. So that was really wonderful. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And I appreciate you listening. Just Be is hosted by me, Bethany Frankel. Just Be is a production of Be Real Productions, iHeartRadio, and Blue Duck Media. Our EPs are Morgan Lavoie, Antonio Enriquez, and Kara Hitt. To catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be With Bethany. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact, whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
4: You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath and feel new?